and welcome to the Limitless Landscapers podcast. I'm Paula, your host, and today I'm going a bit behind the scenes with my own landscaping business and sharing with you some new services and new things we've been doing in the business that you just might want to find out more about. So let's go to the show. As the co-founders of the Landscaper Circle, we help you get more money, time and freedom to become limitless through our experiences as fellow landscapers and our tried and tested methods. If you want help with your marketing, managing or growing your business, you've definitely come to the right place. If you're a landscaper, garden designer or supplier to the industry, then hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Now, let's get back to the show. Hello guys and welcome to this week's episode of the Limitless Landscapers podcast. How are you? We are officially into the final week of the summer holidays. So next week it's all about going back to school, back to work, back to focus, back to routine. I don't know about you but I'm definitely very keen to get back to some sort of routine. What with obviously the summer holidays and being very out of routine. It's quite an exciting time to actually get back to some sort of normality. And it's come at quite a good time because essentially we're going through quite a large period of growth in my own landscaping and garden design company. And there's a lot to do. And unfortunately, These last few weeks being some holidays meant that I have not had the time available to put into the business how I want to. I'm quite looking forward to going back next week properly and having a serious routine on my hands. But what have we been doing? That's what I want to share with you, because for some of you, this will be the next steps in your business. For some of you, you may learn from what we're doing And I always think it's important for me to be as transparent as possible with you guys because I want to help support you in your landscaping businesses and a lot of what I go through on my journey applies to you and yours. So you may or may not know that we have recently taken on a showroom. We've had it for a while, but it isn't officially launched yet. So we're in the process at the moment of working from there as an office and developing the show gardens and getting all the products in place so that we can open it to the public as a showroom come design space. Basically, my aim is to have that up and running by spring. However, it is going absolutely crazy out there. I don't know how you've been finding it, but we have got quite a few huge jobs that have come in, which are gonna take us through winter. So any downtime that I was envisaging with the guys being able to build the show gardens is looking very slim but I can but hope that we can fit the show gardens in and we will do because we are aiming to get this showroom properly up and running by spring we've managed to take on board a new member of staff Sean who has joined the team and he has stepped into the role of design soft landscaping and maintenance manager so essentially we've taken on someone in a management role which is very scary as a business because essentially we're always looking at people that are on the ground that can do the things but you're always very hesitant about placing people in management positions even though it can take some of the work away from you as the owner director and also it can be a really great way of expanding and growing your business, your team, and taking it to the next level. And that's what I am seeing with my own business. So we've taken on Sean, who is setting up 
a maintenance side. So not only have we got the showroom, and I like to call it the design space, where we'll be collaborating with hopefully designers, other landscapers, as well as the public to come to this one hub in Hampshire. But we're also offering a maintenance service. So we can now not only design and build our clients' gardens, we can maintain them and we can take on existing maintenance contracts and we can offer a sourcing of plants and installation of plants service as well. So we can do the whole soft side now, which is something brand new for us. We're always a hard landscaping specialist and I was very proud of that fact. We weren't able to offer the full breadth of services that some may be able to because I hadn't found the right person to be able to deliver that for me. And now we have, we've got Sean there and the wealth of experience he brings and the wealth of knowledge he brings on that soft side has already meant a huge impact on the business in a positive way. But what's quite scary is, has been the setup. And it's come at a really, really awkward time because essentially Sean has come on board as of the 1st of August. And I have been working very little during this time because of school holidays. So it's been really strained and really difficult to onboard properly to go through processes. So all it's highlighted is that I seriously need to work on processes and systems when I get back into the office in September. And this kind of tied in nicely with the podcast I did and the talk I did with Nicola about systems, about systemology in particular, but how I can potentially nominate a systems hero, I suppose, that will implement systems on my behalf. So that is definitely something that I am going to have to do and plan in over the next few months, because what I've seen is we are taking on more contracts, new and exciting contracts that are soft landscaping based, maintenance based. And it means that I need to get these processes in place ASAP. What it has also come with is the wonderful dilemma of finding staff. Now, I wanted to share this with you because we all bang our heads against the wall when it comes to getting staff. And we sometimes find a gem or we generally have headaches when it comes to it. Either no one applies or no one turns up. And I actually ran a interview day, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, maybe even last week. These weeks all roll into one at the moment. And essentially, we interviewed for labourers and we also interviewed for soft landscaping apprentices and soft landscaping team leaders. And I think we had about eight books in for the day. Myself and Sean did it together so we could assess people. And we did it at the new office, which was great. And essentially, all bar two turned up. And what was very interesting was the two that didn't turn up were to do with the hard landscaping side which doesn't come as any surprise. And you were probably saying, I knew that, I knew that would happen. So essentially we had quite a lovely pool of candidates for the soft landscaping. And I'm really excited to say that we've actually taken on a trainee team leader on the soft side, as well as an apprentice on the soft side as well. It's really exciting because by mid next week, we'll have our first soft landscaping team going out to work, which is really exciting. But when I was looking at all this, and looking at developing the business in different ways. And opportunities presented itself. Opportunities such as Sean, for instance, coming available and looking for something new. My gut feeling was to go for it, but there was also the voice in my head 
that terrified me because I have been through growth periods over this last 13 or so years, probably going into our 14th year next year in oral landscapes. I've been through growth periods that have damn near killed me and the business and they haven't been smooth. And every time um, growth happens, you essentially have to watch the money. And I also got asked this question by a one-to-one -one client of mine who asked about how they would go about expanding. And the first thing I said was, have you looked at your cash flow? And they said, we don't have a cash flow. And it just reminded me that this is where it all began. When I had the opportunity to meet with Sean and discuss a potential soft landscaping position, and then we looked at potentially growing the services side with a maintenance division, it all came back to whether we could sustain it. Could we grow the business as we are? Did we have to get external funding? And essentially, I had to run the figures. So the very important first step when you are looking to expand in any way, so for instance, the showroom um, or an office or a yard, you have to plug the extra expense into your figures to see if your cash flow can sustain that extra cost. You also have to, when you're looking at expanding to a new service, it's about deciding how many contracts are there already that you can guarantee are going to come across. Now, this was something we asked Sean in his interviews, whether he had existing clients or not, or how he was going to find these new clients. Did we have clients that needed maintenance? Because was it A, going to be a viable hire, but would it also be a viable service to offer? So we wanted to see if the market was there. So that was one point. But the second point, and arguably for me, the most important point, and it always has been throughout the 13 years of running this business, is I plugged the figures into the cash flow. I inputted the cost of having another staff member, another two staff members, which I've had to plug in with when we've grown this actual team. So it's three new members of staff, a van, tools, etc. So the added expense it brings to the business but then also on the flip side, the actual potential this business has of bringing in money and also looking not just turnover, but profit. And that is where your cash flow really comes into play, really. If you've got a cash flow that's running strictly against your bank account, it actually reflects the real time figures in your bank account you can accurately predict if things are going to go good or bad you can actively predict if you're going to go into the red or stay in the black you can actively predict essentially whether something is going to have a good impact on your business or a bad impact on your business or if you choose to take on something during a growth phase like myself at the moment what you're going to have to do in order to make it be able to pay for itself and all of these things have to be taken into consideration, but your main concern is running the figures for a cash flow. So that is my number one huge thing. I talk about it all the time and still people are not running cash flows in their business. And essentially this is the way to decide if you can afford that growth that you want to do, whether that is adding another service, whether that is taking on more expense, such as an office, because it's, it's going to make everything work better and you can take more people on, et cetera. Whether it's having more vans and teams and things like that, you need to plug all of this into the cash flow to see what you need to bring in that will make it worth its while. Because if you don't know, then you're just 
putting a finger up to the wind and wondering and hoping that it's all going to turn out okay and only you can work through this essentially I can tell you how I've been doing it in my business but you need to actually sit down and work through the figures that's where I'd always start at the figures because that's the true facts of your business figures don't lie we can make up figures but when you've got the real-time figures in front of you it cannot lie so there's been multiple times in my life when particularly running businesses where I have put off putting information into the cash flow because I've been I've been scared I've been scared to face the facts that a this is going really bad and b this could be it for the business at this point and then actually when I've sat down and I've done this a number of times at 5am in the morning when I can't sleep when all I've been thinking about is the money and when I've actually sat down and inputted the figures and, and run the cash flow for a number of months ahead, it's actually made me feel so much more calmer, more in control. And it's allowed me to have the clarity of thought and the clarity of fact to be able to make decisions in the business. And that is exactly how I make all my decisions. I run the cash flow to see if I can afford that new member of staff, whether I can afford that new van, whether I can afford the showroom, an office, a yard, anything goes through that cash flow before I make the decision whether it's going to work for us. And obviously, you have to do a fair amount of forecasting based on previous years, based on who you're bringing into the company and what they bring to the business to see if it's going to be a positive or negative effect based on what they could potentially bring in, but also what the added expense is. And I'm currently doing that again for a potential designer, an opportunity that's presented itself to enable me to grow the business again, furthering our design offering and furthering our ability to provide an end-to-end -end service for our client, because that's what I strive for essentially in my own landscaping business. I aim to provide an end-to-end -end service, a seamless service for my clients with people that can be, that are experts in their field. So someone who is an expert in design, someone who is an expert in hard landscape installation, someone who can maintain and talk about plants and has that plant knowledge to be able to take it to the other end. So that is the dream and ideal place I want my landscaping business to be and also at the higher end of the cost section so I'm not going after your 10 to 20,000 pound projects we are in the 40,000 and above at the moment and essentially we're trying to get bigger and bigger projects that really push ourselves on the creative side really push ourselves on the installation side but also are so good for the portfolio that really excite you to go to work because you've got these amazing projects that you're working on with these amazing clients and we can offer the full service end-to-end -end. so there's no need to find someone to do the extra bits we've got everyone in the house so that is the aim and that's where we're going but what I really wanted to bring to your attention is when you are setting up any of these things the very first thing you need to do is run the numbers and then look at the processes because as I said this has been a really bad time to bring someone on. And thank God with Sean, he's very good at getting on with stuff very easily. He's got a lot of experience in the industry. And 
it hasn't been too difficult. But if we were bringing on someone brand new, I would have had to have been more hands-on and thought more about the onboarding experience than I have done. So we really need to look at when we're bringing anyone on, growing the business in any way, you need to look at planning and then also the processes that go with it. Systems and processes next on my agenda. So in a podcast in the not too distant future, I will talk you through my own experiences there. While I'm talking about my own experiences in the back end, if any of you are asking about the recruitment side and how I managed to get to people, I literally utilized the job advert templates that I had available on TLC that I have available for any of my clients that work with me. I literally just put that those templates, job templates, job ad templates out on Indeed. I sponsored one of the jobs, not the other two. And essentially I had a lot of applicants, really good quality applicants actually. And some, I'm the first one to be honest with you. I'm very transparent. I'll be as honest as possible. I haven't had lots of luck through Indeed, but actually this time round, I've found a couple of people that I would happily have employed for the assistant role in the soft landscaping side. So as we grow, we might actually have another person in the wings that might may or may not come on board. I had a couple of guys for the soft landscaping team leader role, which I'd have happily employed. We have obviously employed one guy. And we had a couple of the hard landscaping laborers come in. And one of them is actually undergoing a trial day this week, which is quite exciting. And then we also have had a few applicants that have been very good quality, hard landscaping people. So again, we're currently discussing potential opportunities with them going forward. So I would say, even if it hasn't worked before, don't discount the recruitment that you may have tried before that hasn't worked in the past. Go and try it again, because that is what I did. And that is how I found a full working soft landscaping team potentially a labourer or two on the hard side and potentially a new team leader on the hard landscaping side as well to grow the teams further. So don't discount ways that haven't worked in the past. Try again. I did obviously tweak stuff on the ads and I've just tried to tweak it a little bit of the wording, but essentially it follows my job ad templates that I had available in TLC. So anyway, that's about enough from me. And you know, what's been going on. I hope some of you can take some of what I've said and apply it to your business. Maybe you're thinking of growing and you don't know where to start. Maybe you're absolutely terrified. I feel you. I hear you. I am here on a journey myself. Maybe you just want some help setting the business up or taking your landscaping business to the next level. Get in touch. I have a few slots opening for one-to-one clients and to start the next group of masterminds that I will be launching. So, please get in touch if you want any help. You can book in a free call. Just send me an email, paula at landscaperscoach.co.uk or jump on the website and fill in the contact form there. Now, I'm going to love you and leave you and I'll be back with you next week for a brand new episode of the Limitless Landscapes podcast. Bye.